What's better than this? Guys, being dudes. Ooh. <laughs> Podcast. I know that you're not going to take it out, so I better just keep going. Uh, Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network. What are you? We're your host here on this Thursday episode of the show. It's college football picks against the spread. Time to make some money. Time to welcome back the Big Ten to the party. Today's episode is brought to you by Pepsi. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through any game day this year and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season, because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for watching football. Kyle, good morning. Good morning. Um I'm hoping we have better juju on the Thursday schedule. And here's the deal. Big Ten's back. So I feel like this is the the kick in the pants. You know, we went 500 last week. We were, yeah. we, were we had a, a game that was canceled with LSU Florida. That was a game that we were different on. Uh, you correctly forecasted Kentucky. So you picked up another game on me. But collectively, the pod was 500. Big bounce back from the week before, which we said was going to happen. And now we get the Big Ten back. This is when you should thrive, Kyle. This is uh, this is where I, I'm getting a little nervous here. You got some more knowledge on these Big Ten teams than I do. So, Yeah, we've been sitting here picking ACC for seven weeks now. Is that why you, I have you the, spent the whole summer? Yeah, you spent the whole <laughs> summer studying ACC. Well, let's hope... Um... Let's hope that you, uh, your Big Ten knowledge gains some ground here. You trying to go first or second here? Because oh, you, no, you won the week. No, one hundred percent going second, and uh, yeah, second for sure. Okay. Which means, as we start the show, Illinois versus Wisconsin, number fourteen, Wisconsin, Joe. Wisconsin losing Jonathan Taylor. That's got to hurt. Graham Mertz, redshirt freshman, coming in. They're bringing back a lot of bodies on this offensive line. I think this team identity is pretty straightforward for the Wisconsin Badgers. They're going to run the ball, and they run the ball as effectively as anybody in the conference. The spread is Wisconsin minus 19.5. I'm going to bet on a better, more established program because it's game one for both teams. I think Wisconsin can cover because they will run the ball. I think they will not have any issues resetting the line of scrimmage and imposing their physical will on Illinois. So maybe sloppy, but a team that's going to run the ball, it's okay to be sloppy. You'll still win and take care of business. Badgers. Yeah, I had I had a lot of success last year rolling with the Badgers to start the season and in, in games they should win. So uh, let's... Uh, on Wisconsin, we'll, we'll go with you. We'll stick with you there. Syracuse set number one, Clemson, 46-point spread. Clemson, brother, we thought 28-and-a-half was too much for Clemson against Georgia Tech last week. What a dumb idea that was. Um, that well, spread that, last we, week could have been 60 points, and it wasn't enough. We got burned because we both took Clemson week one against Wake and they took their foot off the gas. They like didn't right. even have Trevor Lawrence play in the second half, and they were right. up like 35 points. Yeah. So, so now all of a sudden they decide they want to start <laughs> Thanos snapping teams out of existence. Like, okay. 
So here's what's hard. A Clemson's home, and yeah. I think Georgia Tech's a better football team than Syracuse. Yeah. 46 points, though, Kyle. I mean, it's if they're going to large number, are they just going to like do the fireworks thing the the whole game again? Like, I need to know what the what yeah. The we plan need to talk here. to Dabo and get an idea <laughs> of what their mentality is coming into the game. There's no question Clemson can win this game by 50 or 60 points, but I don't know. Like, is it? Do they feel like they need to like go a combined like 150 and to 14 aggregate score over the two two game stretch? I don't know, man. This is tough. Um, again, I do think that. I don't know, man. I, Georgia Tech's. I think I think Georgia Tech's better than Syracuse. Clemson's at home. We'll just go with the Tigers, and hopefully, you go with me here. Yeah, I, I, I'm four games behind you on the season. I'm not gonna go off script away from the number one team in the country who just hung seventy three up and legitimately could have dropped to one forty if they wanted to. It's if they want to, and if they decide that they get out in front. And, you know, Syracuse, I guess if you were going to make a case for them to cover is, you know, they they have had some offensive success passing the ball, which is not what we've seen a lot of from Georgia Tech. Obviously, Georgia Tech, first year removed from the triple option. But at the same time, Joe, we, we watched the Clemson or the, the Syracuse offense and we're like, this this quarterback ain't it. So... I don't know. Are you going to get good version, bad version, or is the backup going to come in? Because I think the backup's better than the starter. Who knows? I'm taking Clemson. Nebraska at Ohio State. So remember when the Big Ten canceled the season in Nebraska, like Hemden Hall, and had this big deal about it? Yep. They said, Welcome yep. back. <laughs> Kevin Warren said, Yeah, bet. We heard you. Don't worry. So their schedule, let me pull up their schedule this year because it's nuts. I already know who I'm picking, so I I just wanted to find a compelling talking point. But the Nebraska football schedule this season, they open with Ohio State. They then play Wisconsin. Then they're at Northwestern, whatever. Then they're Penn State, Illinois, whatever. Iowa, Purdue, whatever, and then Minnesota. So they played the, probably the three best teams in the Big Ten in the first four weeks of the season. Correct. Yeah. Now they get two of them at home, but that ain't going to help. <laughs> We're in, was this year three for Scott Frost? Yep. I know Frosty's uh, did a really great job down there at UCF, but this, this program looked like it was a long ways away yet, Joe. And the spread here is Ohio State at home favored by 26 points. Chris Olave's coming back. Garrett Wilson was a freshman stud last year. We've got one, two, three returning starters on the offensive line. Both top tight ends are back. Justin Fields, top five pick is back. Trey Sermon transferring in from Oklahoma. Master Teague is reportedly going to play after having an Achilles injury uh, in in the spring, and he was a stud as the backup to J.K. Dobbins. Defensively, two starting defensive ends. All three of their starting linebackers, or I guess they've got four caliber starting linebackers last year. They lost one. He was drafted by Baltimore. Uh, The secondary, I don't trust Nebraska to pass the ball and take advantage of the new pieces in the secondary. 
Give me Ohio State to cover 26. Go Buckeyes. Sat here this entire time wanting to pick Nebraska to cover this. It's it's week one, and you know I think they'll lose, but can they just lose by three touchdowns instead of four? Wanted to convince myself, then I go back and I look at Nebraska's results last year. They're terrible. Yeah, they play. Yeah, they they mostly are terrible. And I mean, they played Ohio State for forty eight to seven. Adrian Martinez had forty seven passing yards. Um, I think they'll show some fight. I think there's a. Ch- I don't feel good about going with Ohio State here. There's a part of me that wants to go with Nebraska to lose by like twenty one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Buckeyes. And this goes back to my Wisconsin philosophy. Like last year, I rolled with Ohio State early in the year covering spreads and and uh i'm just gonna bank on them doing it again so so real quick i do think with the ranked big 10 teams that feel as though they have a chance to compete for the playoff i do think there is added pressure to win impressively yeah because they are literally six weeks behind the teams that started playing in september yeah so I think that's you gotta matter. make statement you mm-hmm. every game is a statement game and you're only playing eight games yeah, it's it's eyeball test, you know, yes. for for sure. And yeah, you're like good point there on the eight games. And then, uh, I mean, we could have multiple one loss teams getting into this thing. We could have multiple undefeated teams going into this, and, and the seeding right is going to play oh, into yeah. that. And, and you just saw, like, you know, Clemson just won seventy three to seven. So yeah, leave no doubt. It's a good point. All right, t- North Carolina State is ranked, Kyle, number twenty three. Uh, they're going up against number 14, North Carolina. Fuck the Tar Heels. <laughs> Feeling some kind of way about those Tar Heels. They've been they've been a tricky one for us this well, year. Well, yeah, right? because they played Virginia Tech. We said, oh, it's it's the we, I changed and went to UNC, but I said this might be a trap game. UNC's ranked number eight. Oh my goodness. And then they go out and they cover, and then they lose last week. So I was just a week too far ahead on the trap game. Because they didn't just lose to Florida State. They got shellacked by Florida State. So who the hell knows? I'll say this. North Carolina State offense has had more of a spark than I anticipated this year, um, to be honest with you. So that's been good. I don't really like what they have going on defense. I'm going to go with North Carolina State to lose this game. But cover, it's a rivalry game. I've seen this game. I've seen this game a lot. I, I, this Normally, it's the end of the year. It's one I love to, to watch. And, and they usually play a spirited game uh, that's pretty tight. So I, I just think there's too many points involved here. I think North Carolina can win this game at home. But NC State is a hungry team this year. I think they don't, I don't they don't get blown out by three touchdowns by, by North Carolina. So when, when UNC inevitably tries to flip the switch midway through the third quarter and decide they want to be good on offense what will the score be at that like how because that's what they do right they they, (laughs) that's been the book on this team is it's like okay like we they don't really start it doesn't feel like they start fast it's okay are they up by six when they decide to flip the switch are they down by 21 or whatever they were down to florida state when they decide they're going to try and flip the switch (laughs) just got to figure out here man Oh, they could pour it on. There's no question about that. Right. Any team at time, any time a team can score 21 points in four minutes, like they did against Syracuse. It's like, okay. NC state's got better NFL town on their defense though. Right. Um, more, 
no NFL no. talent. No, no, I think North Carolina has more NFL talent on their defense. It's no, 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 no. I'm, t- I'm talking about Syracuse. I'm talking about Syracuse. NC oh. State or Syracuse on defense. I know they had. I know Syracuse had Cisco, but like, yeah, Malafonwu, uh, maybe State. It's close. Neither one of them's loaded. The score of this game last year was forty-one to ten, North Carolina. So you, you really are trying to sell me on the Tar Heels here? I no, I'm just telling you, because I, I said that they normally play a close game, this, and I'm thinking back to like 2018, 2017. Sam Howell's going to be my new uh, Bo Nix, isn't he? It's Ooh, whatever, no, whatever no. I bet he's going to do the opposite. Of. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. Yeah, because I did. I as prospects, they're very different. Oh yes, of course. But no, I'm still not all the way in on Sam Howell, but like I'm all right. the way out on. Oh, I was all the way out after on Sam or on Bo Nix that during that Oregon game his first start. <sighs> all right, I need a little bit more time to think about this, so I'm going to tell oh. everybody about our friends over at RockAuto.com. Today's episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the past 20 years. So whether you're looking for new brake parts, taillights, engine control modules, motor oil, whatever, for your classic or daily driver, rockauto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog. And in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. And best of all, prices are exactly the same at rockauto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all of your auto parts needs and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all of the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. You like how I finesse that ad read in, in there to buy myself a little more time, Joe? Just make a damn pick, Kyle. I'm going to pick NC State for now because it is a big number, and we are trying to apply the logic that we did last week, which was helpful to our bounce back because we, t- we took all the favorites on the home on the big spreads the week before, and we had our disaster week, and we you know, we bounced back. We were 500 for the show last week. So that's a big number. I'm going to take State with the points. All right, so now that I've had three hours to think about Kansas at uh, number 20, Kansas State, where Kansas State is a 19-and-a-half-point favorite. Oh, hold on. This is my this is my pick. Oh, my God. Okay, go ahead. Because you picked NC State first. You're right. It's been so long since Kansas I made a pick. State. I thought, surely Kansas it had State. to be my turn. Take the Wildcats. Ain't no way. Jayhawks are a red-hot mess. <laughs> they lost to Coastal Carolina. Uh, they should have lost by like 60 to West Virginia last week, but the West Virginia quarterback is a, a red hot mess of his own right. So give me the Wildcats at home at home, taking the points. This game was 38 to 10 last year. Uh, give me the Wildcats. All right. So Georgia Southern and Kyle, who are they playing? Number 20. <laughs> Coastal Carolina. Right. The right clears. It's about time. They, they needed to make sure they were part of our show every damn week. You know they're going to lose this week, right? They're a million percent going to lose to Georgia Southern this week. Really? Really, Kyle? Not a chance. It's, Coastal it's, Carolina. it's just because we're talking about it. No, no, no. No, these are our Chanticleers. Wins over 21 uh, Louisiana this year. Beating a Power 5 team in Kansas. Coastal Carolina, five and a half points. That's all they have to cover at home. Ranked. Grayson McCall, the star quarterback there, gave me the chance to clears. 
they are one win away from their tying their win record as an FBS program. Grayson McCall. Oh, they have a pass we, rusher. They, I think an NFL prospect or, uh, as well. Uh, yeah, he's on the radar. Yep. Uh, Teron Jackson is his name. He's got five and a half tackles for loss this year. Can I tell everybody about our friends over at Pepsi? No, it's not. We have three <laughs> more. <laughs> Kyle's just giving away free ads, pulling them from the archives. Didn't even have to do this one today. Georgia Southern. Magic's going to run out eventually. No. no. <laughs> the magic is going to run I'm out. Telling I'm you, telling you. I'm staying in on Coastal Carolina. Not a okay, chance of coming off. Great. Now, hold on. We, we talked about the games that they've won, right? Yeah. They beat Kansas by 15. They beat Campbell by yep. 22. Which is bet, which is 21 more points than Georgia Southern beat them by. That was a one-point game against Campbell for, for Georgia Southern. Arkansas State, they won by 29? 29? Yeah, a lot of points. And then they beat Louisiana by three. At a Louisiana. That Georgia Southern lost to. You know this is not a transitive property situation. Doesn't work like that. I'm Coastal on, Carolina, yeah. never been ranked before, to my knowledge. <laughs> I'm sure they never have. <laughs> this is that they're going to drink the Kool Aid. They might escape with a win, but give me Georgia Southern plus five and a half. I'm going to watch this game at noon instead of. Oh, you're going to be super dialed in. Yeah, I have other games I need to be paying attention to. Now I got to watch this. Georgia Southern plus five and a half. Uh, okay, next, I am. I'm, my producer's doing things simultaneously. FAU at number 22, Marshall. 16 and a half point spread. Marshall is favored. I kind of feel compelled to take Marshall with the points. I need to double check, though. What did, um, what did, it, what is it, Florida Atlantic done this year? They've played one game. October 3rd, they beat Charlotte 21 to 17. That is it. Marshall's am, played four games. I am definitely taking Marshall minus 16 and a half there. Same and it here. just I, comes comes down to reps, right? For sure. And Marshall, I mean, they're holding their opponents under 10 points a game. You know, they got a nice defense. little quarterback there, yeah. too. So Grant Wells, Marshall. Roll thundering herd. All right. Uh, number two, Alabama at Tennessee. Alabama's favored by 21. Kyle, I locked this in at 19. The opening good spread for, for you. this game was 19. I good put the you. cash down immediately. Uh, I still feel good about 21, to be honest with you. I, I just I, this this Bama passing attack is just too much to deal with. I don't think uh, Tennessee will be able to score. Give me the tide. Yeah, you know I've uh, I've bet on Tennessee two consecutive weeks, and Rocky Top has bit me in the ass. I ain't doing it the third week. If they only knew how many times you sung Rocky Top this offseason. Yeah, know, would, uh, trying to give them some good juju, uh, 21 points. Yeah. I, I pulled that line on my wife the other day. I said, if you only knew how much I loved you, you'd never be mad at me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't go as well as I thought in my head. All right. So we're about halfway through today's slate of games. And I want to acknowledge that we have taken one, two, three, 
four, five, six. We've taken six favored teams with large spreads to this point. Oh, we're good. not. We are not following our advice from last week, and we're at, we're effectively out of big spreads. Notre Dame number three. I'm just pointing it out in case yeah. we want to, you know, maybe work together and find something to change gears on. Uh, number three, Notre Dame is on the road playing Pitt, and Notre Dame is favored by ten and a half points. What do you think here, Joe? I'll make my my pick first. But is Kenny Pickett playing in this game? Are there's, we aware I, of that yeah, information? Yeah, I looked it up. There's, there's no update. There's no update. Oh, Lordy. I'm reading. That, I'm that's reading. what killed us to get with the Miami game right, last Yeah, 100, week. 100%. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have picked it that way. In fact, I had actual cash on Miami once I knew Pickett wasn't playing, like, to give you the truth there. And I'm looking at headlines. If Kenny Pickett is out, Joey Yeldon's the guy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm three headlines in a row here on Google. I don't know, man. And we picked, we correctly picked Louisville to cover the spread against Notre Dame at home last week because Notre Dame had this weird infatuation with trying to pass the football. <laughs> he got all the way down into the red zone, and then it was, let's make Ian Book a Heisman Trophy contender, and he couldn't do anything with any of it. I think I would have taken Pitt at home with the points. I think Notre Dame will probably still win the game, but like 10 and a half pit at home. They have a really good defense. Yeah. And this is not like playing against Miami. Who's going to tempo and, and kill you, which is what happened to Pitt for most of last week uh, against Miami as they, they wore them out as that game went on. I think Pitt can bang because they're really good in the trenches. Good matchups in this game. Uh, Liam Eikenberg mm-hmm. versus Patrick Jones. That'll be one to watch in the trenches. Um, yeah, I think I think Notre Dame wins this one, but maybe not by eleven. I'll go with you. I'll, I'll go with Pitt here. Let's go cover at home. Hail to Pitt. Number seventeen, Iowa State at number six, Oklahoma State. Mm, I don't like this at all. Well, we don't like any Big Twelve games. So correct. It's only three and a half, though, Kyle. Three and a half. Go Cowboys. Cover this spread. I, I, I at home? Think, yeah, at home. Pokes, I'm with you. Iowa State's defense isn't, isn't so hot. All right, here we go. So, folks, Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. I like to watch games at my house with my family, and you can be assured – I've got a Pepsi, a nice cold Pepsi in my hand. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for watching football. All right, am I first on this Penn State-Indiana game? Uh, No, I am. Good. (laughs) So number eight, Penn State. Your Vis- Lions. Visiting Indiana. They'd be mine if they let me get into the press box, watch Just games sometime. Anytime I get a chance to, to make you say that, I, mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Penn State's favored by six points. There's some good and some bad here. The good news is Pat Fryermuth is back. The good news is quarterback Sean Clifford is back. The good news is 
the offensive line. A lot of returning starts on that offensive line. The bad news, Micah Parsons is not playing in this football game because he is not playing with the program this fall. The bad news is leading rusher Journey Brown, who had 7.1 yards per touch, 1,000 yards from scrimmage, and 13 touchdowns last year, is not with the program due to a medical condition that's been discovered over the course of the summer and the offseason. So I really don't have any any clue. I know their their best returning weapons are Frymuth and Jahan Dotson. I know Penn State always recruits well. I'm sure they're going to have some freshman dude that comes in and balls out. It's less than a touchdown. And because of that, <clears throat> these two teams played last year. Uh, I'm looking at I'm looking yeah, it up. I'm looking 34 it up. I'm to 27. Uh, Penn State won that game. Indiana was ranked at the time. And Indiana had some scrappy moments last year. They did. Um, Michael Penix was a, a fun watch. Um, kind of a mobile playmaker at quarterback for them. I know they got Wap Filer, uh, a receiver. Peyton Hendershot, I, I believe, is off the program. Uh, but Filer, the receiver, still there. Get <sighs> Give me Penn State by a smaller margin. I think they their talent, I think, is enough for me to get some buy-in here, even though they're missing some of their best players. With you, Penn State, uh, if it was seven and a half, I might have went in. Yeah, yep, uh, yep. But I like just a, a touchdown here. All right, back to the ACC. Thank you, God. Uh, 19, Virginia Tech at Wake Forest. Uh, the Hokies, nine-point favorites on the road in this one. Wake Forest has shown some life here. They started off the season 0-2 with a a big loss to Clemson and then a a tight loss to North Carolina State. Then they had a get-right game against Campbell, 166-14. We talk about Campbell all the time now on this podcast. And then they they were pretty impressive last week against Virginia with a 40-23 win. And Virginia's offense is so weird this year. Um, Virginia Tech is really explosive on offense. Actually, both of these offenses are scoring over 40 points per game but both of these defenses are allowing over 450 yards per game and 30 touched or 30 points so bet the over here uh whatever it is it's actually 68 so yeah yeah i'd take the over now is for the spread nine points uh, that's so i need i need virginia tech to cover two scores on the road against a hot offense <sighs> give me the deeks wake forest why because i keep i keep picking against virginia tech and i keep losing these bets yeah that's uh, that's me too you know me too for sure on that i just feel like wake forest them being able to score 106 points in the last two games is going to keep them in this game and virginia tech can't play defense like that's the thing they have a i mean they're giving up almost 500 yards and over 31 points per game this year to Boston College, Duke, North Carolina State, and North Carolina. I mean, it's not like they're playing anybody great. Hokey, hokey, high. Let's go. I'm going to All Oaks. right. My Deeks. My Minus Deeks. Nine. Minus nine. I'm tired. I'm tired of losing bets because of Virginia Tech. Okay. It's legit like three straight weeks, I think. So I'm going to roll with them this week, see if that does any better. <laughs> oh, God bless it. This is not a fun game to pick. 
Uh, number 18, Michigan on the road against Minnesota. Michigan is favored by three. This is, uh, what, the only ranked matchup of the week? No, Iowa State and Oklahoma State would like to have Ward and NC State North Carolina. Excuse me, and also Cincinnati and SMU. Yeah. Cool talking point, bro. Thanks, man. It's the only ranked matchup in the Big Ten. Shithead. Um, Michigan has a ton of defensive talent. K. Woody Pay, Carlo Kemp, Aiden Hutchinson, Cam McGrone, Josh Ross, another linebacker there. Uh, the issue is the offense for them. They got Ronnie Bell at wide receiver, Jalen Mayfield at right tackle, Nick Eubanks at tight end, Charbonnet is a really popular player uh, at, at running back, but he's only a true sophomore, so he's not draft eligible. Quarterback change for them, Joe Milton. Uh, McCaffrey transferred out. How does that compare against Minnesota? What, what makes it interesting is Minnesota, I think their offense, uh, because they are vertical, RPO-oriented, they can get after the secondary of Michigan a little bit. Uh, they do have Rashad Bateman playing. They still have Daniel Falele at right tackle. Tanner Morgan's a fun player. Uh, and they got a back in Muhammad Ibrahim uh, who can really run the ball. It's a good game. It's a strength on strength thing that that really can you believe Minnesota can stretch and attack the secondary and survive the onslaught of a really good front seven for Michigan. Minnesota's at home. I don't believe they are allowing fans. Not sure. Oh, wait. Some fans will be in attendance for Gophers games. What is this? 800. 800 people in attendance. It's <laughs> a change okay, thing. So it's, it's, so it's a JV, game. JV yeah. game in North Carolina. Put the J's in. You ever hear that? No. When you're blowing out another team, the fan, the parents start calling for put the JVs in so I can watch my kid play. Oh, geez. put the J's in. I think it would go. I'm gonna regret it. Throw the boat. Really? I was hoping you'd pick Michigan here, and I'd pick the same as you, and we move on with our lives. But then well, you, just, you didn't do it. More than welcome to do that. Uh. Who's a quarterback for Michigan? Do they have a good quarterback? Um, it's um, Joe Milton. Oh, his name is Joe. Joe Milton, redshirt sophomore. Probably a big recruit. They got weapons, right? Not really, though. Collins and Black. Neither one of those players is on the on the death chart. Didn't Tariq, um, did Tariq Black is somewhere else, isn't he? Isn't he in Texas? I don't know. He's going to go Minnesota. Tariq Black is at Texas. Great. Mostly because I don't I don't think Michigan's ever good on offense, and I think they have a lot of new pieces to work together early in the year. Yeah. And Kyle changed it to roll the boat. <laughs> roll the boat. Let's go. You're up. Yeah, Virginia at number 11, Miami. Miami 12.5 point favorites coming off of a, a pretty nice win over Pitt. Uh, Virginia's reeling, man. They lost three in a row here. Um, they didn't Bronco. look good against Wake. They, I mean, they haven't looked good. They haven't looked good all year. 
Miami's at home. It's going to be hot. Yep. I just, I just feel like Miami Miami's going to they've this has been a fun game over the last several years. I don't know if this year's version of it's going to be very fun. I think Miami wins this game big. 12 and a half point doesn't points doesn't scare me. I'm going to wish I had a storm warning. I'm going to wish I had a sign. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a song. Uh, it's Hunter Hunter Hayes. Yeah, Storm yeah. Warning. Yeah, it's the name of it. Yeah, because <laughs> we're going with the Canes. Minus twelve and a half. Surprised you knew that song. I'm impressed with you. I don't know how to sing it. I just knew. I knew that was a a lyric that existed, and I had to invoke it in the on the pod. Number nine, Cincinnati, at number sixteen, SMU. And the lower-ranked team is favored at home by two and a half points. Do we really know who Cincinnati is yet? Um. Well, not really. They they've played weird teams. Um. But I know that they haven't played their best football, and they're still winning pretty handily. But that's the challenge. Is SMU is also. They've, they've played five games, yep. and they've scored at least 30 points in every single one of them, including a big win over Memphis. They squeaked it out against Tulane last week. That was an upset watch, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, we, I think we both, we both had Tulane in that game. So We had Tulane covering, and they did because they kicked the field goal. That was a Friday game, so that was like the big tip-off. <gasps> are there any Friday games this week, or did we screw no, up? I think these are all Saturday. <sighs> My heart skipped three beats there. Um, How many games did Cincinnati play? Because I know they didn't play last week because there was a COVID issue. Uh, they've played three. They won all three. What's the most impressive win on their schedule? App State 55-20, to 20, Army 24-10. to 10. And then South Florida, 28 to seven, seven. I think I'll pick the Bearcats, Joe. I think I'm picking Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm, with probably gonna re- I'm probably going to regret it, but I'm picking Cincinnati. Well, no, I'm with you on that. I think <clears throat> I think Cincinnati's defense is, is wonderful. They have a great secondary, and uh, I think they'll be able to limit SMU without Roberson and uh, – I think, you know, Desmond Ritter is obviously very capable of of putting up points. So I like Cincinnati in this game. All right. So last one, Texas State against number 12 BYU. Mm. Texas State's another one of those teams that we randomly talk about a lot this year. They've played Boston College. They've played Louisiana. One in five. Not very good. The question BYU. is how how good how not very good can they be? That's the challenge. Well, and and you know BYU they wind up scoring like twenty two unanswered points in the fourth quarter to cover against Houston last week. Felt good, but they I mean they only beat you, you know, Texas San Antonio by seven, but they they poured it on against Louisiana Tech. I think I think that this BYU team has a lot of momentum right now. Zach Wilson. Home. Keep me hold, hold, hold on. I want to work with you here. Okay. 
Oh, never mind. This is the fifth consecutive game that Texas State is playing on the road. Yeah, it is. Texas State's probably one of those teams where they just agreed to play whoever they wanted. Like, probably have them come. So I was getting ready to say, you know, with Jake Spadaval there, they they are capable of scoring some points. Right? They they scored forty eight on UTSA. They scored twenty one on Boston College. So you take that into account, and then you start asking yourself, okay, if they could score twenty one on BC. Obviously, it's not a straight one-to-one correlation, but that means BYU is going to have to put a 50-burger on the board. They're averaging 40, 44 points a game at 540 yards. I know. Yards. I know. I'm just kind of burned because they, they gave us that almost upset scare this two weeks ago. Who did they play that they had no business winning by like three points and then they won by three points? Talking about UTSA. Yes. Yeah. It was Thank you. Stupid, weird game. 20, on 27 to 20. Friday game. No, that was a Saturday game. Was it? Okay. They well. took care of business on consecutive on, on their last two Friday games. Speaking of their, Friday games. And I their Monday game. Correction here. Illinois, Wisconsin's Friday. Oh, no. You fool. Wisconsin's still at home, though. Yep. I'm okay with it if you are. Yeah, I'm good. I can't bet. I I don't. I would not lay money on this game in real life, but I cannot bet against you. I cannot afford to bet against you with us different on two games right now. All right. So let's see if we want to get different on more. So we have chances to change. Mm -hmm. You get the first crack if you'd like. Do I want to change anything here? Do you want to go together and change something? Um, Because we took Wisconsin, Clemson, Ohio State, Kansas State, Marshall and Alabama all by three scores sort as feel, favorites. Sort of feel okay. I know I that's the point. Like they're going to win the games, but like which one of those is going to drop the ball for us? Because, one of them for sure. Literally, this this happened two weeks ago. We got bit by like eight games like this. It was BYU, Auburn, <sighs> Ole Miss versus Bama, Notre Dame, and LSU. All of those burned us. They were three score favorites in the same week. Okay. Wisconsin and Illinois, I sort of feel like I might change that. Syracuse and Clemson. I mean, no, I'm not changing that. It's 46. Damn it. I don't know Nebraska. Here, here's the, we can't change that game because if Clemson goes off and covers, we'll never forgive ourselves for it because it was just a matter of if they were going to decide to do it or not. <laughs> I wish you were going first on the switch. Would you like to have the first? No, switch? I don't. No. Is there something that you are you going to change something? Probably not. I'll leave it different, and I'll get swept on the two games we're different on again, and then I'll be behind you by six games instead of But you of could four. switch, and I can beat you on three. You know? Right, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> so we're going to leave it. We're going to leave it. Let's just leave it. Okay. We're different on two games. We're different on Coastal Carolina versus Georgia Southern, and we're different on Virginia Tech versus Wake Forest. Everything else we stayed chalk. We pick some big favorites. We also pick some upsets, Joe. Cincinnati. We put uh, SMU on upset watch. We put uh, Pitt to get the points at home. 
I've got Coastal Carolina on upset watch. We got NC State with the points. And we both have Minnesota putting Michigan on upset watch as well. So good weekend to college football ahead. We are live tonight on YouTube for Would You Rather? Live stream 730 ahead of Eagles Giants. Is this the least exciting Thursday night game of the year thus far, Joe? Uh, first place on in the divisions on the line, so I'm no, it's I'm not. All in. Dallas still has two wins. Yeah, but it's if the Eagles win this game, don't. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, but it, I mean, if then if Dallas loses, then Eagles could be in third Wait, place. Did the who did the Giants beat? They beat Washington. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. worthless win. It's good for your bet, though. Damn right it is. <laughs> two one in five football. Teams. My Washington football. <laughs> Oh, it's so dumb. 7.30 YouTube, the Draft Network. Come hang out with us. Thanks for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast. We hope to see you again soon. Tonight.